Welcome to the New Books Network. This is the Nordic Asia Podcast. Welcome to the Nordic Asia Podcast, a collaboration sharing expertise on Asia across the Nordic region. I'm Tyra Orton, student assistant at the Nordic Institute of Asian Studies and a student of Japan Studies at the University of Copenhagen. It's my pleasure to be talking today with Marie Roskow about an ongoing project that she is a participant of titled Program Development for International Understanding Education for the Understanding and Coexistence of ECO, which we might refer to as the ECO project from now on. Marie is an Associate Professor of Japan Studies at the University of Copenhagen, and her research focuses on the Japanese education system, especially topics relating to the reform, globalization, global citizenship, sustainable development goals, and moral education. Marie, welcome to the Nordic Asia podcast. Thank you. So, first of all, um, perhaps you can give us a bit of background about this project. What are the key issues that the project wants to address, and what was the project born out of? Well, the project, I've, I'm actually piggybacking on a, an existing Japanese project. They started some years ago discussing how to, how to best train children in understanding difference and coping with difference. And, and that's just not just cultural differences, but also maybe differences within the class. And it's this uh, conglomerate of researchers from, from various universities in Japan. And I have then joined uh, over the last three years. And, and the idea is to have a, a scenario that you present to children in class that makes them think about why is it we react differently and what does it mean that we are different. So they start by trying to map the differences within the class, the different approaches to what is okay and what is not okay for the individual. And then later we lift it up on a more global scale, so to say, um, this, this project started originally as a triangulation between uh, Japan, Korea, and China. During Corona, China became quite impossible for the Japanese to, to get into. And so they invited me to become a proper member of the group. Until then, I had just uh, used it more or less for teaching my own MA students, actually. But now I am a fully-fledged member of it. And, and uh, so the comparison also now includes Denmark. When we do the project, and maybe I should explain just afterwards what the, what the scenario is all about, but then we we, uh, we show the children answers from the other countries, but without telling them which countries they are. And this means that they will identify with the country that seems to answer most like what they did, and then afterwards when they realize what country it is, this is a further opportunity to discuss is that surprising or is it what we had expected? What are our images of these different countries? So, of course, now we have we have generated some results for Denmark and it will be interesting to see how they correspond or how they are responded to in Japan, which I hope I will see in April. The aim of the project can be a little difficult to explain. It feels like, for me, it feels like we are, we are exploring and we don't know what will be behind the next corner. Uh, so we make it up as we go, uh, and, and the project it's, itself does not have this very well-defined goal, except, I think, for, for creating teaching material, which they already uh, have, but they keep 
generating funds for this sort of collage of things where, where I think a lot of side projects will spring out of this. Uh, but at the moment, if I'm asked what is the purpose, I say, well, we want to enhance mutual understanding and tolerance. Uh, and that is the goal of very many projects. I realize that this is what our approach. Uh, but I think it's interesting to to have this uh, this sort of uh, feeling your way rather than having a goal in neon on your forehead and, and you just pursue that. Uh, because I think it gives us a chance to maybe see things that we wouldn't have seen if we were very focused on, on one specific outcome that we wanted. The scenario that's presented to the children it's usually uh, sixth, seventh grade children, uh, so it needs to be something close to home, but not how shall I put it? Not something you like, but something that's not valuable in in all itself, because it means to see your effective answer. So the the, the topic of chocolates was chosen, <laughs> and it, and it's a scenario saying. Well, you you were on, on, on camp with, with your friends and you brought the sweets and, and I got to eat them and you have to go to the toilet. When you come back, all your chocolates are gone. And your friend promptly admits that he ate them <laughs> uh, because he lost chocolate so much. And that usually is, is uh, seen as quite infuriating, at least in the, that it's the only reason. But But anyway... That is what he says, and then you can choose between four different answers that this is okay because we're friends, or since we're friends, it will not ruin our friendship, but I wish he wouldn't do it, and then this feels uncomfortable. And and the last is, I, I don't understand this person at all. How could he do this? <laughs> and we cannot be friends anymore. And then they choose these answers, and they discuss them in groups, so they will realize, you know, even within the small group, there may be different approaches and different opinions about whether it's okay for this guy to take my sweets uh, and how should I react. And then class-wise, and then they get the, the pie diagrams from other countries. And usually in a Danish context, the children are very surprised that their answers look more like China than Japan because the images of China and Japan are so different in, in the Danish public. Okay, and uh, I think we should definitely go into a little bit more detail about this and about the results. But before we do that, I was thinking our listeners might be wondering a little bit about the word eco, what it means. So how would you define eco and what significance does it have for the project? Yeah, eco, I think it's pretty basic to, to the idea. Most Japanese would not recognize the, the combination of, of, of the two characters uh, because it, it's the character for other and the character for self put together, and it's put together by a very brilliant Chinese scholar who knows exactly what she's doing. Uh, so it's not that, that you just did something stupid. I mean, there's a long, I read a long explanation of, of the philosophical background for creating this word, but it means yourself and the other in one brilliant little compound just called eco. So so it is about reflection on on my values and reflection on the other person's values. I see. Very interesting. So with that in mind, now you can maybe explain to us what kind of observations did you make when the eco-experiment or the scenario was carried out in Denmark? Oh, that Dan Danish children are actually quite tolerant to each other. They would usually accept it. They would be annoyed. Very many of them said that it was annoying, but it would not affect their friendship. They would prefer that next time the person asks before 
eating your sweets. So I think on the whole, they were quite tolerant and, and, and understanding. Uh, and we discussed actually, would it be, you know, if it was somebody taking your mobile phone or something, would that make a difference? We don't have such data, and, and and but but I'm not so sure because, I mean, we we can't make a scenario where it's stealing, for example. So it needs to be something you could actually share if you wanted. But yes, I think that the Danish students are actually quite sociable and and want to keep their friendships as best they can. One of the things that we found, and and maybe the aspect I find most interesting is the. Huge surprise it is to the Danish children when they realize that their choices and their arguments are pretty much the same as those of Chinese children. Because, and I think that's this is my we have talked about it in some of the classes, the image of China is not very good here in Denmark, I have to say. And uh, anyone who follows press coverage of it <laughs> here in Denmark uh, would probably not, also not be surprised that that is the case. Because we we primarily hear about problems in China and we hear about um, conflict with, with leadership and we hear about yeah corona problems and so on. So it's it's not there's not a very a lot of positive imagery about China, whereas Japan is very often described in in terms of culture and in terms of food, in terms of, of manga, all that sort of thing that particularly children of that age would find uh, enticing and interesting. So so for me, it's this surprise at realizing we're actually more like these people that we think we don't really like <laughs> than the ones we like. <laughs> uh, and, and what that does to the discussion, because it's suddenly, I think it's a very good mirror, and, and, and that's where the, these uh, teaching materials will work very well, because it forces you to think that, okay, these people are, also people, they have other values that we don't know about. So I'm hoping that, that, that experiments such as this will also in time make more young people more um, interested in learning about what China really is or what any country really is because, because they have been shown that their preconceptions might be quite biased. Yeah, I see. So you can say that they are kind of two parts of this uh, project are really interesting. There's the part with the scenario that makes the children think about themselves and their own opinions, and uh, then there's the part where they realize their own kind of preconceptions or like prejudice that they might have. So together, how you've mentioned it already a little bit, but if I can press you a little bit more on how we can use the results to foster intercultural understanding and in the end, ultimately coexistence between cultures. Yeah, I think I think the results will be used differently in in Denmark and, and and in Japan, for example, which is the country I don't know most about. Because one interesting thing we noticed is that that when the teacher has done the scenario and and wraps up, then the Japanese are still not satisfied because they mm-hmm. say, "How can he leave them in disagreement? Because this will hurt the group." Uh, and, 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 and I think this is something we can use very much because, because we, I can tell you, you know, in Denmark, it's, it's quite normal to disagree. I mean, it's, it's even desirable that people can have different opinions. Whereas the Japanese would say, but how will the group function if, if they are, if they disagree about whether or not it's okay to take somebody else's chocolate? Uh, 
So I, I think it can become a tool for us to, to become more sensitive to how the same, the same action means something very different. So it's a, for me, it's, it's more like, I think we can use it to assist our process of challenging ourselves. And, and I mean, in, in this case, it's mostly me as a researcher that gets challenged. <laughs> but of course, I try to feed back also, uh, and, 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 uh, and I intend to make the material available also in Danish context, so that, that Danish schools, even without me watching over them, <laughs> can, can try to use this material to, to enhance the sensitivity towards uh, other ways of looking at the world, and hopefully through that, also, so the, the tolerance uh, towards other ways of imagining things. I mean, you could you could imagine a class where um, ethnically they would be much more mixed than, than in most Danish schools, where it could actually also be a help to to discuss these things and say, okay, why is it that what I find so offensive, you think is quite okay, <laughs> and and you can discuss it in a in a sort of neutral zone where it doesn't. I mean. Many of the Danish children say, "Well, after all, it's just chocolate. I can get some new." So, so it's it, it's not such a dangerous zone to to start to talk about why does this feel weird or or why does it make me unhappy or why am I not bothered by this? So, so I I, I think really it's uh, for me at least at this point the purpose of this is really to provide a tool for developing yourself and and for for thinking about what it is we do when we do our culture. I see. I think that's uh, something that we could all learn uh, a lot from. So how did the teachers who were conducting the class, how did they react to this kind of project you yeah. gave them? Well, they were, I mean, I was surprised to find they were very positive, actually. The, the last round of, of experiment we did, it was with teachers. I had offered them a pre-meeting. They say, well, that's not necessary, and they did. They did fine. <laughs> so, so apparently, the material was easy to go to, but they were also interested in it because they, it, it's another way of trying to deal with the issues. That I mean, if if we tell the children in advance that you know that we're going to compare your answers, to them, that then they would try to be strategic, probably about answering. And and the teachers were very good at saying, this is just you know, we just want your honest opinion. Uh, and they liked the way of, of doing it, and they also liked the results because I mean they were surprised too that that, that this was indeed the case that the Chinese children were more like like ours, <laughs> but they also saw it as a, as a good opportunity to act, to discuss these differences in a different scenario than we usually do because very often we we talk about why can't the, the Muslims eat pork or why are they um, wearing these scarves and you know all that sort of thing that's either very very basic and will not lead us anywhere or something that that has the potential of exploding in our faces because it's it's politically they're very sensitive so so I think this opportunity of talking about something without having to resort to in a Danish school, perhaps usual suspects uh, was was very interesting for them. So so I mean, and, and I had a follow up meeting with them, and they said they would definitely like to use this in the future too, because it's it's a good way of initiating some discussion and some thinking in, in the class. And uh, I started out by saying that it's an ongoing project, and you say that the teachers are interested in uh, doing it again in the future. So what are your plans as uh, the participants for the project going from here? 
Well, my plan is to write up material so it can be approached by, by other people and put it on, on a platform here at the University of Copenhagen where schools in Denmark can approach it and use it. But of course, I would certainly like to to uh, do the project in other regions. Mm. At this point, we've done it only in, in the greater Copenhagen, so central Copenhagen and northern Zealand. I think maybe some of the answers could be different if, if we get to, to other places. I would also like maybe to see more ethnically mixed classes, how, how they would use this material. I think that more and more my focus would be to see how do they integrate this material and, 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 and what do they expect to be the result? Because, I mean, we, we can never, humans are like this, we cannot anticipate what will happen. We can tell people stuff, we can teach them stuff, but we don't know how they will actually use it or act upon it. So it's, it's of course, an investment. So over the years, maybe we can see results. Maybe it can become part of the Danish curriculum of teaching about democracy and tolerance and, and how you have to respect people even if you disagree with them. I think that's very exciting, and I'm very excited to hear about all these future plans for the project as well. Marie Roskold, thank you for giving us an insight into the Eco Project uh, and sharing with us your thoughts on something as important as cultural understanding and coexistence across cultures. We wish you and all your colleagues best of luck with the project in 2023 and the years to come. <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> My name is Tyra Orton, and I'd like to thank you for joining the Nordic Asia podcast, showcasing Nordic collaboration in studying Asia. You have been listening to the Nordic Asia podcast.